Superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berenday, and today I am really thrilled to have with me Dr. Annie Lim, also known as Rain. Um, which is such a beautiful name. And today we are going to be discussing why female entrepreneurs need self-love. Now, before I read her bio, I just want to say that I love this bio so much because it doesn't give your mind anything to grasp onto as to like, what does she do in the world? Even though I know her as a very successful and very influential woman. But so here's, here's a little bit about her. Dr. Annie Lim is a fun and loving person. She has good days and bad days. Some days she thinks she's the best mom on earth and some days the worst mom ever. Her husband thinks she's a great cook and she's unsure about that. She laughs, cries, gives and receives hugs and kisses, loves to play. At times she gets scared and at times she's courageous. She enjoys challenges in her businesses and also enjoys an awesome day at the spa with her friends. She's often asked how she keeps herself slim. Well, having to run after three children will definitely make one slim. Dr. Annie Lim used to be quiet and shy, but now she speaks up and speaks her truth. She enjoys her life, being at peace and joy most of the time. Having said all of that, she is just a human being with different life experiences. Welcome to the show, Rain. I'm really, really, really happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much, Athena, for having me here today with you. Yeah, it's it's an honor. Um, Rain and I met through a, our fellow ministry program through the Center for Sacred Studies. I always feel a great kinship and connection with, with my fellow CSS ministers. Um, so all that being said, I would love to ask you our first question, and I'm sure our listeners, and we'll, we'll touch on it at some point, we'll give your mind something more to grasp on as to what this fabulous woman has created out in the world and how she, how she supports others in in doing something similar but before we dive into that tell us what your superpowers are um well i've been thinking about that question because i know that's your topic one of your main topics and uh, uh my superpowers are one of, one of the things that i came to discover is uh, i love to create i i'm a creator visionary that's something i'm really good at uh, the other thing is um, I also noticed over the last few years that uh, I'm someone who inspires others to live their life to the fullest. So that's uh, the other thing that I've realized is one of my superpowers. Yeah, absolutely. And tell us how you do that and how you came into that work. And I do, I, I want you to tell people a little bit more about what you do because I think it's so beautiful what you've created and and what what you're doing for female entrepreneurs out in the world, all over the world. <laughs> okay, so let me give you a little bit of background then. Uh, right now, I live in Toronto. I grew up in Malaysia as a kid. I've been in Toronto for 10 years now. And growing up in that country um, wasn't easy, especially my background. Uh, I'm Chinese, and in Malaysia, automatically when you're Chinese growing up, you're treated as a second-class citizen. So there was quite a bit of struggle growing up. Mm. And also growing up, I didn't come from a a wealthy family. My parents actually, uh, my mom runs a coffee shop uh, for my grandfather, her dad, and my dad works for the government. So 
kind of low paying income, but uh, I have uh, a loving parents who allow me to spread my wings, learn things, you know, being really independent. And I think growing up, seeing my mom really work really hard inspired me. And she's also part-time entrepreneur as well. She'll grab onto any business that she could, uh, despite that she didn't get to go to school. She only went to school until age nine. Um, she stayed home, helped out to the family. Yet she was an entrepreneur herself. And I think growing up with uh, her and then my dad being a, someone who does a lot of community service program, you know, every year we have something that's going on for the community. You know, he'll create uh, art competition or some races for the kids around in town. I think through both of them, I learned uh, also about service, you know, how to give back. And I think with that has inspired me to do or who I am today. Um, so a little bit of what I do now, um, I actually run a couple of organizations one of them is uh, called We World Network, which is Women Entrepreneur World Network. And our vision is to create world peace through business while celebrating the feminine heart and soul. So that. basically, our intent is to support women to live uh, their true purpose, uh, living in joy, doing what they love pa passionately uh, while you know being themselves. That's our intent. And... Uh, that's, so that's one thing that uh, one organization that I, I lead. Another one is called Original Wisdom. Uh, in that organization, basically, my focus is on uh, supporting individuals who come to our program or corporate as well uh, to really discover the leader within themselves. Because uh, my belief is we are all born leaders. Over time, we were trained uh, to be followers. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've forgotten about that. So the intent, yeah. So the idea, yeah, the vision is to peel off all the layers uh, that we've learned to mask ourselves, hide our true self, and then discover who we are. And then allowing the the individuals to go through our program, voice their authentic self, and also then enroll others into their vision and cause in the world. So that's one of the other organizations that I run. And um, overarching is my own company, Dr. Annie Lim uh, International, where I do sometimes occasionally mentoring coaching. So that those are some of the work I do now. Beautiful. And how, I mean, so our topic today is why female entrepreneurs need self-love. This is such a core core piece, I think, because the entrepreneur journey can seem sort of flashy and exciting from the outside. And then when you start on it, it's not, it's not the easiest journey. You know, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot that, that comes up as we, as we enter onto this path. And I really want to dive into more of that with you. We do have to take a quick break, however, before we can dive deep into that topic. Um, but before we do that, will you please just tell everybody where they can go to find out more about you? Uh, they can go to DrAnnieLim.com, D-R-A-N-N-I-E-L-I-M.com uh, to learn more about me or WeWoreNetwork.com or OriginalWisdom.com. Beautiful. So we are talking with Dr. Annie Lim about why female entrepreneurs need self-love. And we will be right back. We're going to dive into this. She's got some great, great stuff to share with you. So stay tuned.
Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right. So let's let's go into this, into, into all the nitty gritty of what this entrepreneur journey entails, why it's different for women, um, and why the self-love piece is so crucial. I, I believe it's the most crucial piece because um, so what I've done is I've gone through uh, all there is in the education world. So I've actually done a PhD in entrepreneurship. Uh, so came out, be, you know, young entrepreneur, uh, started a business with my husband. Uh, we did really well within uh, the first few years and then we lost all our money. Um, so I thought it was skill set. So I started learning a lot of skill sets, you know, how to sell, how to negotiate which is important. I'm not saying they are not, uh, marketing and all that. Yet, um, I wasn't successful. I, I didn't understand what was going on. Uh, we were struggling. You know, uh, We made money, we lost money. Until I was really willing to look at, okay, what is happening? What's going on here? And it was through um, when I was signing, I was taking a coaching program because I also wanted to learn how to coach. It was when I discovered this concept about self-love you know i didn't realize how much that has impacted me and changed me during the coaching program i took on a project to actually love myself for 365 days so it's every day looking at doing things or look at where i'm not loving myself and start loving myself um and then think things started shifting. Even my relationship started shifting. My business started shifting. The results in my business started shifting. And that was where it started. And what I realized was when I started loving myself, I was more able to accept myself. I was more able to accept the mistakes that mm -hmm. I made. It was, it, it, I wasn't really hard on myself. And the other piece was, you know, it used to be all about my kids. My kids, I'll give my time to my kids first. And then when I started working on loving myself, I realized I got happier. I was willing to play more, which in return supported my kids and my business because I was then more creative in my business. Mm -hmm. I was less overwhelmed, less stressed out. Um, yeah, when I started uh, giving myself time to just, you know, do what I love, like, you know, take time to read or I even took singing classes. All that shifted my perspective of the world as well. Like world, the world wasn't that hard. It wasn't that, you know, it wasn't all about struggle. There's beauty in the world. And I brought all that perspective to my business, which again, generated different results in my business. Um, no, yeah, I think so, you just said something really, really important there about how when you started to take better care of yourself, your whole perspective on the world shifted. Can you can can we talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that is so crucial. And you know, a lot of times we 
we can get into these spaces, especially when things get hard, you know, where it's like the, the world is against me or, you know, the world is a terrible place to be and there's all these horrible people doing horrible things. And I want to, I want to hear you talk a little bit more about the relationship of taking care of yourself and how that affected your perspective of the world. Well, I think two key things that uh, comes up for me with that question. One is I, when I started loving myself, I stopped judging myself. Mm. I think that was one of the biggest key because I was like, oh, I made a mistake. That's okay. I made a mistake. You know, it's no, I was no longer judging who I am in the process of making a mistake. Like, oh, I'm stupid. Or I'm not smart enough. And then when I stopped judging myself, I brought that to my business or the people around me. It's like, you know, it's okay. You know, it's a mistake. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. So when I brought that non-judgment to how I see people or uh, even listen to people, um, that changed my perspective of everything. And even because I was able to be more, I wouldn't say that happens all the time, um, when I was able to be more non-judgmental or able to listen uh, to people from a non-judgmental way, then they become more open to me as well. So then there's connection, true connection. And I think that's where uh, things started to work. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's one perspective. Um, the other piece too, when I was working on loving myself, I also took time to start, I, I began to evaluate my belief systems, you know, um, like uh, I grew up thinking that, uh, for example, working, you have to work hard for money because I saw my parents work really hard, right? And so if I don't work hard, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the belief that I took on. But when I started loving myself where, you know, I was willing to play, taking time off, but then when I was doing that results, like I was making money. So that kind of started off like, okay, I too got to start looking at what beliefs there's I have and those that work for me and those that they don't work for me. I think that was what as well, you know, I brought to my businesses and my relationship and that's how things changed. Now, so I have a question for you that's coming up around professionalism and perfectionism. And judgment and because I think that there I know for myself the times when I have fallen into self-judgment it's because I'm trying to hold myself to a certain standard of professionalism and my perfectionist totally takes over and starts saying all the like you're not good enough you'll never be blah blah all that stuff right um and yet of course we want to have a certain level of professionalism while still understanding that you know we're all humans and life happens and we're mothers and parents and I would, I'd love to hear you speak to that a little bit. Um, so let's talk about perfectionism first. Well, one of the things that I learned from one of our mentors is um, there's something called perf- uh, perfection and something called excellence. And I've learned not to strive for perfection. I've learned to strive for excellence. So when I started changing that context, Things around me started changing too. So what's the difference? So perfection is kind of like I want thing how it is, right? Whereas my in, when if, if it's not perfect, so there's judgment that comes with it. Whereas excellence, I'm doing my best to get it done the way I want it. But then, you know, while I'm doing my best, 
there is acceptance in the process. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a practice that I've, I've taken on. So every time, because I'm a perfectionist, I used to be a perfectionist, and I will beat myself up when things are not the way it's sure. supposed to be, right? Uh, so now, you know, I'll still give my best. I'll do my best, you know, in excellence. And then there's, there's room for me to accept if it didn't happen as it is. Um, when you talk about professionalism, uh, what's interesting right now, I think, you know, uh, I'm actually going through a transition in terms of professionalism, in terms of attire, clothing, mm. the business world, mm. right? But that, this has been a struggle of mine. I love to wear uh, jeans. Like that's kind of me. The, when I wear jeans and put on uh, a, a long sleeve white shirt, that's kind of me. That represents me, right? Mm-hmm. Is that professional in the business world? It may not be somewhat. Um, so I'm actually now, what I, I've been testing this out. So this is... Um, <laughs> Uh, happening in in uh, when I'm teaching in uh, my program right now, you know, I'm actually uh, in the previews where I meet people that I don't know. I'm wearing jeans and putting on um, shirts. What I'm seeing or experiencing right now, when I'm really authentic in truth, it wasn't about what I'm wearing. It was about who I am in front of the room, and and that's what I'm been finding out right now. You know, in the process of that, I'm not sure whether I answer your question. By the way, well, it's a, it's it it does lead to an interesting. I mean, the the image piece is one that I have sat with a lot in my own life, um, and am also in the process of sort of refining. Um, and I think it's a big one, especially for women. You know, there's the whole like makeup and heels and little skirts, or you know, there's like so much that I think we can fall into of like, this is how we need to show up in order to be professional and in order to be treated as a professional. Um, But there can be so much striving in that you can almost lose yourself in that process of trying to show up looking professional, right? Yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, while I was studying this, you know, going through this whole process, because I don't like to put makeups, right? Yeah, I don't I think the, mo- the most that I do is I'll wear heels. Like that's the most I will go for. Mm-hmm. And I'll put on a suit for business, but I don't wear makeup. So that has been that constant struggle too for me, right? Do, you know, and, and I think, um, and been my experience, you know, being an entrepreneur for more than, it's going to be 20 years now. That hasn't stopped me from generating the life that I, uh, one and a desire and the one I'm experiencing right now you know so um, yeah and again it's back to you know I, well, the question I ask is where did all this come from in the first place right right and how does that make anything different because it's the individual that you want to work with is the result that you want to generate do you think that person do you think that there's sort of a movement in the in the professional entrepreneur world that's becoming a little bit softer on some of those things, maybe a little bit gentler, maybe a little bit more willing to see people for who they really are and what they bring to the table instead of just how they present? Um, I I feel so. I think lately uh, the community that uh, you know I'm growing within Original Wisdom, we have a lot of millennials in our group. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing more of that. I think they're more authentic. They're more true to themselves. 
you know, they're not so rigid or um, I think that's also the reason sometimes they find it hard to fit in the corporation, you know, in the, comp- in, in the corporate world right now because it's based on a very old model, right, which is not who they are and how they grew up. Yeah, I mean, what I've been sort of seeing, I, I liken it to a more feminine energetic. That's, those are just, that's just the terminology that I use when I look at the shifting that's been happening in the world. And a lot of that comes from, you know, some of the elders that I've worked with in the, in the Mayan lineage and just other elders too. And like, you know, the ministry program that you and I are a part of, that's really um, very based in, in the Divine Mother Principle. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing that, that gentleness, that softness, that more willing to be authentically ourselves and breaking down of these more rigid, um, really conceptual structures. It's they're, they're, they were created, someone built them up through, the, through their mind of this is how it should be and what it's supposed to look like. They're not, they're not coming from a place of natural order or natural law. It's really like mentally constructed things that seem to be breaking down a little bit. It's ex- exciting to hear you say that you're seeing that with, with, you know, the younger people who are, who are stepping into the, into the business world and not so able or willing to, to play by those old crustier rules, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also the reason we're seeing many more different models coming through mm-hmm. now, right? How the business models are. Uh, I mean, Look at, um, if we talk about the feminine uh, energy, uh, look at Uber or Airbnb. It's all about sharing, collaborating. How can we? So I think, you know, that's how it's also showing up in the business world right now. The models are changing. The business models are changing as well. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a little caught up on the Uber thing because I, it's it's true. It's it is based in the principle of sharing, and I know they could be treating their employees a little bit better. I've had some interesting conversations with Uber drivers over some of my trips recently, but um, but that's a whole other whole other <laughs> discussion. I want to I want to hear more. I want to hear you tell our listeners more about about the We World Network and what that's for and how that came into being and how they can interface with it because I think it's really it's really beautiful what you're providing and and the the level that you're providing it at and the platform that you're providing. Um, well, We Will Network started uh, actually based on an online summit that I created uh, in 2013. The summit was called Women in Business World Summit. And my intent initially was how could I share um, – you know, knowledge of the mentors that I have, teachers that I have, or even uh, there's some amazing leaders in the world, entrepreneurs in the world, um, you know, to women globally. And I met this gentleman who runs an uh, online summit and decided that I'll, I'll do the same, but supporting women entrepreneurs. You know, as long as they have access to internet or a phone, they can, uh, they can listen in instead of having to fly into a place for conferences cost a lot of money and also they have to arrange for their time, especially mompreneurs that would be, you know, takes a little bit more from them, you know, being that I'm a mompreneur as well. I have three kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it started from that, that, you know, and the first one that we did was uh, really honored them, really blessed that spirit. Uh, We had uh, 50 uh, amazing entrepreneurs and leaders around the world. We had uh, 
Dr. Shirin Ibadi, who is a Nobel Peace Prize laureate on the on on that session. We have like Sharon Lecter, you know, she teaches women uh, in business as well, mm-hmm. and many amazing people on on that session. But what happened after that was then we, women started asking, "What's next?" Because this was supposed to be an annual event, and they wanted to know, you know, how can we continue learning? How can we continue uh, connecting with each other? And that's how we World Network was born. Um, in addition. We will, uh, it's called We Will because the intent was to create a, not an I will or you will, mm-hmm. but a world that we, you know, uh, collaborate and, and nourish and cherish each other, right? Because what I found being an entrepreneur for many years is, you know, it's a very competitive world in the business world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of my intent is to change that. And that's why if you look at our tagline, celebrating world peace through business while celebrating the feminine heart. And so it's to bring the feminine back into the business world, mm-hmm. um, the divine feminine. And what does that mean to you? Like, how do you see that manifest? Uh, well, uh, how I see it manifest is a space where, you know, I, I, I've seen as well. So a few things. One, in a corporate world, we've seen women who actually take on more masculine energy to, mm-hmm. because that's the way they have to climb the corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessary. Women can stay real and true who the, to who they are and just bring that feminine energy, right? And also actually having the men embrace the feminine side because I believe we all we have the masculine and the feminine side, right? Absolutely. We need both of them, the balance of it. So it's also to have men embrace that piece of them. Um, the other piece is um, I've also experienced that women sometimes we tend to compete with each, each other. Yeah, you know, we subconsciously because that's how we were brought up. Yeah. So it's also you know to bring that to awareness, like hey, we don't have to. We can actually support each other. We can be with each other. You know, we can connect at the deep level with each other. Your business can thrive. My business can thrive. You know, your families can thrive. Like how can we do that together? So we like we have uh, Monday meetings, Monday circles uh, that women get together in different cities to, to doing that. Um, yeah, so that's uh, the other piece that I see, you know. And then in the business world, again, is same thing. Like I talk about a corporate is to have both women bring women and men bring the feminine into the business world. Not look at it from a point of com- competition. A collaboration, yes, from nurturing, you know, each other and all that. And but that's a lot easier said than done because that that competition is pretty hardwired in in most of us. You know, we it's been culturally programmed in there. Um, so, what do you when you're working with with entrepreneurs? And I I think that this is actually very closely tied in with the whole self love concept because from my experience, competition comes from scarcity. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason why we would have to compete is if there's not enough. Yes. And uh, which is not true. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Which is totally not in alignment with natural, natural law and natural order. Um, so what do you, when you're working with people and, and helping them to sort of deconstruct that competitiveness inside themselves, what are, what are some of the steps that you, that you take a person through or, or, or what are some of the places that you start? Um, so that, that's one of the reason I, uh, me and my husband started original wisdom. So our, one of our foundation program is called Seize Leadership. And it's through that program that we really, um, that two things that we focus mainly, 
Um, one is we start, uh, you know, we support them in looking at their self-limiting beliefs. And one of them is actually this uh, competition versus collaboration uh, uh, belief, uh, scarcity and abundance belief. So that's where we bring them through a process, through games, playing games. They get to see how they show up. And then from there, you know, choose something different. And then the other piece uh, in that program, what we share with them is to, you know, uh, look at self-responsibility, how we are responsible for creating the life that we have. So our thoughts, our actions, and our words. And once again, you know, if they come from a scarcity mindset, that's how they're going to create their world. Mm-hmm. Through that process, you know, we, we, uh, it's a three-day program, but in that three days is what we bring them through, that journey of discovery of how much that has been ingrained within them and then a process of letting that go and then embracing new beliefs. We call them seeds, by the way. That's uh, the belief. Planting the seeds that works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the seeds that are going to bear the fruit that you actually want to eat, right? That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I love love that metaphor. Um, I I think you and I are very much on the same page when it comes to all of that stuff, but especially the, the connection to to nature and and seeing how it really moves through you and I both have tree logos. It's fun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So just to bring it back around to self-love, if there are some women entrepreneurs listening out there right now, what are, what are some, some key tips you could give them of, you know, if there were like three main places where they could focus on self-love because because what can, what can start to happen with the whole self-love conversation is it can start to feel almost like another chore right it's like another thing on the to-do list or now i have to love myself right? <laughs> so i just love to hear you yeah like maybe maybe speak to that a little bit and how they can integrate it in in a way that it doesn't feel like an extra thing to do mm. um you know, I think it's a, a small step at the time. Uh, you know, um, I like to use the analogy of, uh, you know, in the airplane, right, when oxygen mask drops down, you've got, you've got to put it on yourself first before you put it even on your kid. Mm-hmm. So same thing, you know, every day, maybe take, I started off with just every day, I think it was about five, 10 minutes or 15 minutes of like my time. Mm-hmm. And they started growing because initially it was challenging. Like, mm-hmm. really? Can I have my time? No, 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 no. My kid's time first, right? So I, I started off with 5, 10, and then it's like 15. And it was a stretch of half an hour and then became an hour and then became two hours. So, you know, I would say take a step at a time, right? You know, uh, you know, just every day, you know, what is one thing I can do for myself, loving myself? You know, just one little thing. It can be as simple as sitting there doing nothing for five minutes. Or yeah. I'm so glad you said, so glad you said that because that's like, some pe- sometimes it's like that's enough to just let yourself sit and do nothing. Yeah. And give yourself permission because we get into this whole thing, especially as entrepreneurs, we don't have bosses, we don't have schedules, right? And so there's like, there's always something that we could be doing, always. Yes, nonstop. It work or not stop. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so just even do that. You know, I know the, initially the mind might chatter a little bit, but over time it gets easier mm-hmm. and easier uh, with that. And I, I would invite those who are listening to just you know, start to play, be willing to play. Um, if you know, not every day a stretch, that's a stretch for you, at least uh, once a week, some playtime. Playtime could be your time going to the spa, your time, you know, doing something you love uh, or a hobby that you like, or even going out with your girlfriends, you know, hang out uh, for dinner. I find that it's a huge thing. You know, it might seem little, but when you start to play, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so important. So, so, so important. I think we, there, we don't have like a ton of, models necessarily we might not have grown up with a model of of adults that play and so there can be this sort of sort of thought or implanted belief somewhere hidden in there that if I'm going to be an adult it means that I like everything is serious all the time and I don't get to have fun right yes (laughs) yes I know it used to be a struggle for me but now I love to have fun I've yeah it's I play myself you know I mean uh, I, I bought a new guitar now I'm learning how to play guitar that's my yes. new thing now so yeah, yeah. I, just, I just wrote a new song last night I'm excited about it maybe you'll get to hear it at the retreat oh I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to Tatiana's amazing singer by the way those who are listening in oh thank you yes um yes. well I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and be with us on the show today. This has been a really wonderful conversation. And again, you can find out more about, um, we give us all of your websites again, because I don't have them in front of me. DrAnnieLim.com, WeWorldNetwork.com. And OriginOfWisdom.com. OriginOfWisdom.com. It's got three of them. So go look at all of them. There's some really good stuff in there. I had the good fortune to be able to be on the we world summit this this year so i'm really feel very blessed about that um so you go check out what she's doing she's awesome you're awesome and you're about to be an ordained minister of walking prayer too just to add that to your list oh yeah that's another yeah a whole different world yeah that's right a whole different world a whole different universe about to open up yes so thank you, Rain. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much again for having me here today, uh, Tatiana. And uh, yeah, such honor and privilege uh, to be able to share with your audience too. Absolutely. Once again, thanks for having me here. Absolutely. It's a, an honor to have you. And for our listeners, thank you for being our listeners, for, for doing the work, for showing up and, and for wanting this, this knowledge and this information and for applying it into your lives and making your lives and the lives of those around you better because of it. So thank you for being you. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.